0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Sally A. from South Jersey and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, January 5th, 2016. Today we are reading from the AA Big Book and we will begin reading the first paragraph on page 20 beginning with, you may have already asked yourself why. Today's readers are for the 12 steps Diane G, 12 traditions Nancy T, and our readers of the text will be Martha Z, Elizabeth S, and Deb W. The reference number for Monday, January 4, 2016 is 8356. The OA Preamble Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Diane G to read the 12 steps.
1: Good morning, everyone. This is Diane G from New Hampshire, a recovered, not cured, compulsive overeater. 12 steps, number one. to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, As a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Sally, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Diane G. I will now ask Nancy T. to read the 12 traditions for
1: us. Good morning, Sally. Good morning, everyone. This is Nancy T., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Vermont. The twelve traditions. First, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Second, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants, they do not govern. Third, The only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Fourth, each group should be autonomous.
0: Whoops. Nancy? Nancy T? we seem to have lost our 12 traditions, Reader. Would someone else like to step in? I can do that. Sally, this is Melanie. Okay, go ahead, Mel.
2: Tradition four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group but never endorse television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Pass.
0: Thanks, Mel. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, Today, we will resume our study of the AA Big Book on page 20, beginning with the first paragraph on the page, where it says, you may have already asked yourself, why? Please read two paragraphs, ending with summarizing some points as we see them, and comment on both paragraphs. I will now ask Martha Z to begin reading.
3: Good morning, Sally. Can you hear me? I sure can. Once, if Thanks. you could just raise your volume a little bit, I think it would yes, be helpful. thank you for your service. Is this better? That's just good. Go ahead. Okay. You may have already, asked, you may already have asked yourself why it is that all of us became so very ill from drinking. Doubtless, you are curious to discover how and why, in the face of expert opinion to the contrary, we have recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body. If you are an alcoholic who wants to get over it, you may already be asking, "What do I have to do?" It is the purpose of this book to answer such questions specifically. We shall tell you what we have done. Before going into a detailed discussion, it may be well to summarize some points as we see them. This is Martha Z. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, by the grace of God, from near Philadelphia, and um, good morning, my friends in recovery. Um, let's see so it starts out and it says um, how we've recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body and it says the word recovered so there's hope, great hope Um, and we always talk about this I I love the way I think Diane said she's recovered but not cured recovered just simply means that that the obsession of the mind has been uh, taken away and we no longer want those foods, and and that food isn't the solution anymore. Anyway, um, but it says, who wants to get over it? Um, And then it says, what do I have to do? And I love it the way Harlan says, you know, this is not a program for people who want it or need it. It's for people who do it. And um, anyway, the other thing that – our, our tradition, our third tradition says the only requirement for o a membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively um, anyway so um then the next paragraph it says it's the purpose of this book to answer such questions specifically and and i I thought to myself where you know where is that again and and then it's it's on page forty five in We agnostics, where it says um that the main object of this book is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. So um, it also says, we shall tell you what we have done. And, and so that's, you know, we, that's what we do. We share our experience, strength, and hope. And we, and we share how, you know, what we used to be like and, and, and how, you know, so specifically, you know, the, myself i have this food plan and it keeps the allergy of the body in check and then steps keep that mental twist straightened out so um anyway it's very simple program and i'm very grateful for it and um i wish you all recovery filled uh new year one day at a time thanks for letting me share
4: thank you so
0: much
1: charles i got you who oh, like share on these paragraphs?
0: Charles, Tina S. Tina? Renata? Okay, I heard two. Renata, I got you. And who's the other one? Melissa C. Melissa C. Uh,
2: Basa O. Okay,
0: Basa O. Anyone else? Okay, let's go with that. Charles, you'll be up first, and Larry, you're up next. Go ahead.
5: Thank you, kindly, Sally, for your service. Charles H, a recovered visionary, just for today. I was going to shut up this morning, but when I heard the reading what is, you know, why and, and what do I have to do? The first thing, um, I'm, you know, and I'm not making this a theme or anything, but it, it, it's, you know, you know, I'm I, I'm the doctor's opinion prince. So, um, the first thing I have I have to do, I must do it, I must believe, I must put. The food down. I want to be like one of those super police officers and tell myself, Charles H. Put the food down. That's the first thing I must do because what's the name of this chapter? There is a solution. However, I can't, I can't see anywhere near no solution. You know what? I made a decision never to make a resolution again. Never, never, ever. Because that's the first thing I got to do. I got to put the food down, and I have to, and, and I have to want to. I have to want to put it down. And, yeah, it's white-knuckling in the beginning. That's why the big book makes special references all over the all littered all over the book, to grab somebody's hand and let them take you through the steps expeditiously. Oh, that's a big word for a brother on a Tuesday. Tuesday transformation. Fast, quick, launched, rocketed, all that, real quick, because the food is waiting right around the corner for me. So the solution is put the food down work the program, continue to work it, stay away from the people that say, you know, I've been through the steps. You know, I remember that song, what have you done for me lately? So get up, stand up, strap up, and 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 I'm wrapping up. So with that saying, I pass.
0: Okay. Thank you so much, Charles. Larry, you're up. And Tina S., you're up next. I may be getting the wrong last initial. Give me. Larry, it's your turn.
6: Good morning, Sally. <clears throat> Good morning. This is Larry Kay, recovered compulsive over here from Chicago. Um, you know, if you if you're an alcoholic who wants to get over it, you may already be asking yourself, what do I have to do? You know, Roland Hazard uh, presented Abby with with a solution. Abby then went on and presented Bill with with a solution. Bill presented presented Dr. Bob with a solution. You know, the solution presented to us is not just any, uh, any way out of this, this mess, right? No, it's, it, it's a common solution born out of the experience of all those who have come before us, and they got well. They got well. That's an important caveat. You know, if you come to me, I can assure you that you're not going to get my opinion, my solution. I have one, but you're not going to get that. Trust me. That solution, it almost killed me. <laughs> I mean, really, you know, I can say it sort of in jest now, but it it's really true. It almost killed me. There's a pretty good chance it'll kill you as well. You know, no more soft pedaling the issue here. Here's the message I carry to you that you don't have to die from untreated alcoholism, untreated-ism here. There is a way out and oddly enough i've I've personally experienced this way out, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. you know I didn't want to do the steps I wanted you know do you remember when there's there's probably one or two of us on the line. remember when um Oprah Winfrey lost a bunch of weight? I know you're saying which which time. Uh but I'm t- I'm speaking of the time um with the with the Optifast or whatever whatever it was. It was li- I call it a liquid diet. I when I when I saw that, there was my solution. Cause, you know, she pulled out on a wagon the equivalent of all the weight she had lost. You know, um, I don't know if any of you remember that. But I bring it up only to tie it back to this paragraph, you know, um we have a common solution. There were so many solutions before. Every new, you know, fad, every new. But when, when she, oh, my God, can you imagine with the reach she had? Far greater than OA, I can assure you. And the people, and I was one of them. I thought that's, that's my solution, man. I got it. I got this thing. I just need a liquid diet. I know someone. I was talking to a friend of mine this morning who, who lost a, in excess of 200 pounds on a liquid diet and then proceeded to put it all back on can you imagine the shame you know of having to face people that were you know eventually he got a case of the, the efforts I'm not going to say it's the swear word here but you know and just continued on we have a common solution we have a way out which we can agree and it worked for me if it worked for me I have a feeling it can work for you with that I'll pass thanks
0: Thank you so much, Larry K. and Tina, Tina S., and followed by Renata.
7: Thanks, Sally. Yes, Tina S., compulsive eater anorexic from Florida. Um, Again, heard some great shares. And, you know, I like the the first paragraph that we read, you know, we've recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body. You know, part of that, it says, you know, that much you're curious to discover how and why in the face of expert opinion to the contrary, we've recovered. You know, Dr. Silkworth spent many years, thousands of dollars in research and treatment of alcoholics unsuccessfully, you know, and here comes along this movement, which I am so grateful, you know, divinely inspired, and uh, the experience of those that have come before us where we have recovered, you know, and and I love that it says, what do I have to do? It doesn't say what I have to want to do. It just says what I have to do. And, um you know and that's been my experience you know I'd for years I'd wanted to do a lot of things but didn't do anything so my result was nothing um and then when i became beaten down and willing to do whatever it took and uh then things started to happen in my life where I started to change. And and I said the purpose of this book is to answer questions specifically. You know, I am one of those ones too who I want to read between the lines, read between the black. And, you know, when I get the best results is when I read the black and I I follow the instructions and directions in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And, you know, and I have to just say this for me, you know, AA and Alcoholics Anonymous does not have a monopoly on God. This is a way that works for me. And I've tried those other ways, but I also know people that other ways work for them. So I'm just grateful that I found a way and that I'm on this line and that there are people that, you know, walk beside me that also have this solution and that I've
0: Thank you, Tina S. and Renata. You're up. Melissa, you're up next.
8: Thank you, Sally, for your service. Good morning, family. This is Renata G., Recovered Compulsive Rate in New York and, uh, you know, I love there is a solution because it brings, you know, so much hope uh, because, you know, before embarking on this 12-step journey, there was no solution for me. I was hopeless, like it says here, you know, had tried everything, had gone to all the experts, you know, experts in uh, weight loss, right, like the doctors, the nutritionists, the psychologists, the the Weight Watchers people and the best they had to offer me was, you know, just moderate. You know, don't don't eat so much. Don't don't bring so many binge foods into the movie theater. Just bring, you know, a, a little piece. And that never helped me. I I could not stay stopped. I couldn't, you know, stay away from my binge foods. And when I was on diets, and I did stay away from them for a very short period of time, my mind would always convince me to go back, you know, that this time it would be okay. And so, you know, they, you know, these people here, they were the first ones to uh, discover a cure, not a cure, but, you know, how to recover from alcoholism, from, you know, my case, composed overeating, from, you know, how to get out of that vicious cycle of, picking up the foods they are killing me and triggering the allergy of the body and then I can't stop and then I feel miserable and I make promises and I try again and again and again and it's one failure after another, you know. And so they put on this book their experience, the solution they have found. And, you know, it says, uh, you know, this book will, will tell me, will show me specifically how to recover from compulsory eating. And, you know, when I stopped fighting and I surrendered and I followed the exact instructions of this big book, I also recovered, just like the 100 people that wrote this book. You know, and what were the specific instructions? You know, the first one was in a doctor's opinion, right? I had to uh, be 100% absent from all my triggering substances all my compulsive behaviors like anything that caused me that effect that i was chasing you know anything that i was going for to be my higher power you know and then you know i had to work the steps like if my life depended on it it had to be priority i had to follow directions from my sponsor i had to do my inventories make my amends no more procrastination you know and uh and then you know it worked it really worked. So, um, with that, I pass. That's all I wanna share. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Renata G, and Melissa. It's your turn, Balsa. You're up next.
9: Hi. Good morning, Sally. Good morning, everyone. It's Melissa. Stay a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And um you know, my first question was, yeah, how is it that I became so ill from the food, from the from the alcohol, from the sugar. And, um, you know, that when I first really understood that this thing that I was up against was more than just, um, you know, someone that likes to eat, because that's what I kind of thought initially. But when I really, um, was, uh, educated about the nature of this disease, you know, my, my first question was then why did I get this? And how is it that, you know, I have it, and you can probably hear the whininess in my voice because um, it was an unhappy, you know, poor me, why me, um, tone, and um, you know that can only stick for so long. Well, it can stick a long time, but you're not going to get anywhere. It got me nowhere. You know, looking at other people who could eat with impunity, um, you know, never got me the solution. I could see other people that could have a bite, and, um, and, God, I longed to be just like them, and, you know, and moderate, and tried that countless times, but I could not, and so, you know, then, yeah, then I said, okay, what do I have to do, and, you know, and I've been there before, too, desperate, so tell me what to do, and I'll do anything, um, and, you know, um, So I would do anything, and um, even in a way, you know, following um, guidelines of of people who gave me some of their programs, and then I would lose a little bit of weight and get a little bit of relief, and then the bright idea would come back again that to pick up, or that um, maybe I'm making too much of this problem. Maybe it's not as bad as I think it is. You know, what really got my full attention. Was when the pain went from dull and background to throbbing and severe. And um, thank God for pain, you know, because then I really started getting, you know, I, I paid attention. It made me um, really take stock. And thank God, I stumbled upon this meeting, you know, and so, and here I heard the problem had been removed, solved, recovered, you know. What a promise, what a hope. And so then, yeah, then I do what it is that I need to do. And yes, it's action, action, action. Thank you, that.
10: Thank you so much,
0: Melissa C. And Vasa, oh, it's your turn.
10: Yes, thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Sally, for your service. And I am Vasa, Grateful Recover Compulsive Ovida, calling from Florida. And I had been looking for the solution for 25 years of my life how to put the da- put the food down, dieting, picking up, dieting. It was just exhausting, you know. And as I shared, you know, I finally gave in to the food addiction because there was nothing else more that I could do that was going to work for me. And um, I was brought into Overeaters Anonymous. God brought me here. Thank you, God. And uh, I was introduced, you know, and I... I heard in the foreword of the first, the first edition, we of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have recovered from seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, and that's where I was. That's where I was. And I did not want to die. I really didn't want to die. And I was ready. It's just, what do I have to do? And I I will do anything I remember the person said to me, Ross, you need to find a power greater than yourself to help you in this area. And I said, I will. I. I don't care who does it for me. I just don't want to do it anymore. I'm so sick and tired. I was ready to surrender to God at that time. I was ready to surrender to the program, the 12 steps, the big book, the solution. It's right here. And we're talking a little bit about Oprah. I remember she had an interview with somebody at one time and uh, she talked all about her accomplishments. And the interviewer had asked her, you know, what's what's one thing that you, haven't, you would love to accomplish or you haven't accomplished? And she said, my food, you know, my food addiction, you know, my food. I said to myself, you know, with all these people that she's in contact, you know, all over the world, did they ever mention anything about OA, you know? But, you know, people do mention, you know, um, I had to be ready. You know, I had to be ready, and I had to be willing. So, uh, you know, I would love to reach Oprah, but I'm sure many, many people try to reach her. But anyways, this is my program, and I'm just so grateful that it's working for me. And I can just pass it on for so people that want it. But we do have to work it. You know, we can't just hear the word we have. To thank you, and I Thank you.
0: And who else would like to share on these paragraphs? Christine. This G. is Girl Like a Nation. Amy G. Kathy, Monica. Amy G. I heard Chrissy. I heard Amy G. I'm going to take one or two more, please, so we can move Christine on. Christine T. This is Girl Like I share?
11: Christine
0: T. I Kathy G. K. Kathy K. Okay, let's go with those. Chrissy. Amy, then Christine T, Bella, and then Kathy K. Okay, Chrissy, you're up, and then Amy G.
12: It might have been me that came in, Christine T. That's what I was the first to announce it. To. Oh, okay. okay. Go
11: ahead, Christine. <laughs> that's Go okay. You'll be All first right, that's and okay. We'll okay.
12: Christine T, Grateful Recovered, Compulsive Overeater from West Jersey. Hi, everyone. You know, the funny thing is everybody's talking about diets, and this is the thing. All diets work, period. And, and the reality is, is that I am a compulsive overeater, and after that diet was done, I didn't work it. So <laughs> all diets work, okay? The problem is, is that I needed the solution. Uh, and when I came in here, I've been in and out of these rooms for 28 years, but 22 years ago, I came back into these rooms and I got myself abstinent uh, with a sponsor, a food plant I could live with. But the beauty is this is a threefold disease, mental, physical, spiritual. So I come in, I get rid of the foods that I am allergic to, that I continue to eat on all of those other diets. Uh, But my real problem is lack of power. So I get a guide to take me through this book, to teach me how to live it, because I could read this book over and over and over again, but unless I take the actions in it, I have no way of recovering, not once, not one cent. So no diet will help me either at that point. So the beauty is, by doing all of this, by doing this work, I get this reprieve, a day at a time and only a day at a time. But I can't just read this book. I've got to do the actions in it. And on that, I pass.
0: Thank you. And Amy G., you're up. Bella, you'll be next.
9: Good morning, Sarah. Thank you for your service. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Um, Thank you, everyone, for your service it may do well to summarize some points as we see them. And I don't know about you all, but when I first read this, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're going to tell me how we're going to recover specifically, but but we're going back. We're we're summarizing. We're going to summarize some points. And, And, you know, why is this? And if we read further, it says, you know, unless it's smashed home the fatal nature of this disease, then little or no recovery is possible. I don't know exactly what page that's in, but that was certainly my case. Because, you see, I wanted to fix, but if I don't know what the true nature of my malady is, if I don't know what my problem is, how is it I'm going to fix it? And chances are I'm going to try a whole bunch of solutions like Larry were talking about that was going to continue to further my disease as opposed to my recovery because I didn't know what the true nature of my malady was and understanding that it was fatal and that I was powerless. What is the true nature of my disease? I have a mental obsession and a physical allergy. Well, gee, using a diet was like putting a Band-Aid on a bullet wound for a compulsive overeater like me. All it did was address the symptoms, the food, But the problem, me, and the mental obsession and my warped mind when it came to destructive eating, I was beyond human aid, and I didn't understand the nature of my malady. The book's going to go on for another three or four pages before it goes into any description at all about what the solution is. What it's going to do, it's going to smash home the nature of what a true alcoholic and what a true, for me, compulsive overeater is and the understanding of the mental, the drilling down and the understanding of the mental obsession and why I am beyond human aid because I don't know about you all, but those diets never worked for me. As a matter of fact, every diet had me gaining more weight because, yes, when the diet was over, that was that, and it never lasted. And I was only addressing what was the symptom of my nature, of my disease, of my fatal, the fatal malady of my disease. This book offers a solution. It truly, truly does, but we have to understand what is the nature of our malady and the fatal nature of it. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Amy G. And Bella and Kathy K., you're
11: up next. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Bella G., and I am a thankfully recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Sally, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. You may already have asked yourself. Yes, before the program, I only asked myself. I had a lot of questions, but I was scared to ask them because I was only blamed and judged. The only thing that I always said it was, why you cannot do this diet? Why you cannot stick to those diets? Why you are always losing and gaining, losing and gaining? So I really was afraid. I was scared to ask questions. I, had my, my, I asked myself, but I didn't believe that there is an answer. I just thought that something is wrong with me. You know, everybody else in the whole entire world doesn't have those questions. Most probably, something is really wrong with me. Why I am I the only one that has so many questions? Thank you God, thank you God, that now that I am in the program, I feel the freedom. Yes, I am allowed to ask questions, and I even get the answer. Wow, I am so lucky. It's not only that I have permission and I am allowed to ask, I can even ask and and it's even more interesting. There is no one answer. We are even though we are we, we we have the same illness but we have different experience and it's so wonderful that we don't have to stick with one and only experience. We can always learn, learn new things. And it happened to me that a few weeks ago I had a question. And I asked one of the people in the program, and she answered me, and the answer really didn't work for me. And it's it's okay, it doesn't mean that she was wrong. It means that we are two different people. And I asked asked somebody else on the program, and she answered me a different way that really worked for me. It doesn't mean nothing it means that that we are all human and we are different and we have now an opportunity to learn to learn from each other and it's a wonderful wonderful program that we can ask and get questions and 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 get answers thank you for letting me share and i pass
0: thank you bella and Kathy Kay, it's your turn. Thank you, Sally, for your service. This
13: is Kathy Kaye, a recovered compulsive reader from Boston. And these paragraphs um, remind me of how uh, resistant I was to uh, hearing the solution the first time around. And I realize today that um, it was a lack of humility on my part Uh, when I first came to program, uh, I had kind of a chip on my shoulder until I read the doctor's opinion. Until I read the doctor's opinion, I thought that I was not really ill. I just had 10, 15, or 20 pounds to lose. Um, And um, as I read the doctor's opinion, I discovered that, in fact, the the mental aspect of this disease was really the greater part of my problem. Um, and I was as sick as the next compulsive overeater in terms of uh, the thinking that went on inside my head. So diets did work for me, but I always gained back the weight that I lost once I reached my weight goal. Um, and, uh, You know, for me and for others who may, uh, for whom it's the mental aspect is the greater part of our disease, it's really important, it has become very important to me um, to listen carefully and to be open and to stay in a place of humility so that I can hear, I can hear reflected in these pages exactly what is true for me. Um, the book does a great job of educating those of us who are willing to listen and to be humble, and with that I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Kathy Kay. Let's go ahead and move on to the next paragraph. Elizabeth S. would you please begin reading with the third paragraph on page 20, beginning where it says, how many times people have said... Through, through two paragraphs whose reactions are very different than ours.
14: Thank you, Salier. It's Elizabeth S., Recovered Compulsive Eater in Alberta, Canada. How many times people have said to us, I can take it or leave it. Why can't he? Why don't you drink like a gentleman or quit? That fellow can't handle his liquor. Why don't you try beer and wine? Lay off the hard stuff. His willpower must be weak. He could stop if he wanted to. She's such a sweet girl. I should think he'd stop for her sake. The doctor told him that if he ever drank again, it would kill him. But there he is, all lit up again. Now these are commonplace observations on drinkers, which we hear all the time back of them is a world of in- ignorance and misunderstanding. We see that these expressions refer to people whose reactions are very different from ours. My name is uh, Elizabeth and I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Alberta, Canada. And yeah, how many times people have said to me, well, you know how to lose weight. Just stick to a diet. You've done it before. How come you can't do it again? And uh it's just they don't understand the lack of discipline i guess and the mental twist that takes me down when i think i can control things and for me control is a big issue it's still probably one of my defects is the desire to be in control but like was mentioned earlier that i had the humility to face myself and face some swallow some big truth about myself that i was pretty selfish and self-centered and and try to do things in my own strengths and manipulate. And, uh, and and that was not working for me, um, self-will. Run Riot was just making me even crazier. So I'm very glad I found this program, and I'm very glad that um, we stick to the big book. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Elizabeth M. Hi, this is Deborah M. Mary B.,
15: Lynn S.
0: Okay. Deborah M, then Mary B, then Lynn S. Hi, okay, this
11: Deborah. is Deborah Hi, this is Deborah, Deborah M
15: from um Eastern Standard Time, Recovered Overeater, Compulsive Overeater. I just have a comment. So much of this is about misunderstanding. And I have been in the rooms for many years. And sometimes we have slogans there that only lend to my misunderstanding. It's, just, it's me. It may not be that for everybody else. But there was a slogan where it said, take what you like and leave the rest. And in my sick mind, what I didn't like, which is I had to put down certain foods and I could only pick up part of the program and leave the rest, really um, messed me up. And no fault of anybody's, but it's I take responsibility. But now that I know the truth, I can't pick up some of this program and leave the rest. I have to pick up and believe down to my toes that I have an allergy of the body and a compulsion of the mind, some twisted thinking. So that's all the comment I wanted to make to any newcomers. Thank you. Thank you, Sally, for your service.
0: Thank you, Deborah M. And Mary B. it's your turn. Lynn S., you're up next.
14: Thank you, Sally. Can you hear me?
0: I sure can. Go ahead, Mary. Okay.
14: Yes, this is Mary B. Gratefully recovered in uh, from Central California, currently in Southwest Arizona. And this paragraph um, makes me uh, remember all of the advice that I got from uh, from them, from the so-called normies out there or from friends or relatives who could actually go on a diet and stick to it. And I think about the difference between the message that I got from them and the message that I get here. And to put it very simply, they told me to use my willpower, which I didn't have, against this disease. And you tell me, to use my God power. And that works. And with that, I um, I will
0: you thank you for the opportunity to share. Thank you, Mary B. And Lynn S.
16: Good morning. This is Lynn S. from Toronto, Canada. Reading this just reminds me of all the times people said that to me and the humiliation and the misery, and the rage, and the anger that I felt when they said this to me, and the amount of binging that I went into when they said this to me. And then it reminded me of all the times I said all of this to myself. I can remember lying in bed just being so distraught, and having all these things that everybody had said to me, Me asking myself that, why can't I stop? You know, my parents are paying me to lose pounds when I was a kid. Why can't I stop? And then as I got older, the utter humiliation and all those fat moments of of, um, remembering all of those. And I was one of the people that uh, would get taunted on the street and reliving every taunt, you know, like the whale and the cow and being mooed at and all that stuff and going home and so humiliated and so full of self-pity and so desperately wanting to be thin as I'm lying there crying and eating the food. Then it reminds me of uh, the hope that I got when I came into OA. And I remember, I'll never forget this, reading Step 1 on a park bench in Toronto. Sitting on one end is me, the other end is a drunk who's asleep. And I'm reading step one and I read, it's not my fault, I have a disease. And all those years of humiliation and pain and misery and sorrow and thinking I'm crazy, lock me up. Or thinking I'm multiple personality and being so sure. The weight of all of that, of the first 38 years of my life was lifted off my shoulders. And I realized it wasn't my fault. There's something wrong with me, and there's help. I will never, ever forget that moment, and I am so grateful that we have this program, and I don't have to live like that anymore. With that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Linus. I'm going to jump in here for a moment. It's Sally A. Recovered Compulsive Overeater in South Jersey. And so what I think is most interesting about this page today is we started out at the beginning this morning with you may already have asked yourself why. So we're asking ourselves, We who are so sick, why? What is wrong with me? And then we come down the page and we come to this paragraph that's full of the, why can't he? Why don't they? Why don't they try this? These willpower must be weak. And we've got this whole paragraph that comes from the civilians around us. This is such a shame-based question. I learned when I was studying with the Beck Institute cognitive behavioral therapy you don't use the why question when you're talking with people because the word why has shame infused like you're taking a needle and injecting a word what is the word saying but it basically is saying shame on you what's wrong with you that's what the word why says and interestingly, we started out with asking myself why What is wrong with you? And we come down the page and we come to this paragraph of the wise. Why can't he? Why don't you drink like a gentleman? Why don't you try some beer? And we have all these shame-based questions that come at us from the civilians around us. Interesting. Because the truth of the matter is we learn on page 30 and 31 that we are not like other people. Over and over, it tells us. No person likes to think he is bodily and mentally different. It goes on to say, the delusion that we are like other people, or presently maybe, has to be smashed. And then it goes on to say, neither does there appear to be any kind of treatment which will make alcoholics or food addicts, in my case, of our kind like other men. And even it goes on again on 31 in the middle of the page to say, heaven knows we have tried hard enough and long enough, God has been watching me struggle through the years to eat like other people, but I'm not like other people. And that's what we see here when we see these shame-based questions over and over. When it says here, back of them, I'm back on page 20, back of them is a world of ignorance and misunderstanding. Back of the shame is a world of ignorance and misunderstanding. How can they understand? My kids don't understand. My family, they watch. They don't understand. But I'm grateful that after three and a half years, they finally know that I'm not going to continue with the flip-flopping that they've watched me do for my entire life, in the food, out of the food. What are you doing now, Mom? Are you in? Are you out? Are you are you eating sugar today, Mom? Are you eating flour today? We just need to know, what's your food for today, Mom? And, you know, honestly, I take responsibility for the fact that my children are so confused and why they're asking why, why, why. They're not asking why anymore. They've come to accept. Thank God they've come to accept. And I, too, more importantly, I, too, have come to accept I'm not like other people. That's why. Okay, so we have a few more minutes, I think, for two more shares. Would anyone else like to share on these paragraphs? Hi, Malky. Monica. Malky and Monica.
4: Okay, Malky, take it away. Hi, I'm Malky, a compulsive overeater from New York. And this is such a good reading for me because there's so many aspects that I, I just was thinking about it. What hit me is that I, too, I had that, like, my kids, my husband, like, What's she doing now? Is she, is she like, really off? Is she on? Is she in between? Is she, like, looking for a new diet? And I, I'll, I'll never forget, like, going to a diet, you know, center, Weight Watcher, Start Fresh, wherever it is, coming home with the so-called diet food, you know, like the, all the stuff that they had there that I was allowed to eat and investing all that money and buying it and, and everyone looking hopeful. Okay, okay, now so she's getting it. And then within two days, that diet food was gone. I was like, I was a cheat. I was simply a cheat. I went, and I just ate up everything at once. I or the next day, or 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 whatever. I I I manipulated everyone, everything around me, but I never was successful. Till I really realized that I am a serious compulsive overeater. I'm a food addict. I. This is the program that's gonna recover my mental obsession, my cravings, my physical, you know, ailment of being heavy, and this is a place that I could be truthful, that I actually, my kids and my husband know, this is her plan, and even besides them knowing, it's myself knowing, it's like, it's like unbelievable, it's such a gift, it's such a gift, and I'm so glad to say that, because I'm like, a, I, I, I can't just learn this. And know it and then get on with the system. I have to each and every single day face it and say it again. I'm a compulsive overeater and I need this program. If not, I'm going to be exactly the unfaithful dieter just jumping around all over. And another thing that comes out is a person in my life who is suffering from this disease and I cannot do nothing about it. The only thing I could do is pray and pray because no one could tell me what to do. It doesn't matter, like someone shared about you promised money to lose weight. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's just my my disease is just a symptom. I never understood that, but my symptom is that I'm eating. But really, underneath it is I have a lot of mess to take care of inside myself. I want control. I want everything to go my way. That's why I'm eating. So just the, the end result is the eating. Because I can't control and because I can't do any of that, I just have to be back on this program. And remember, anyone else suffering with this disease, it's not in my control to make them do anything. I could just pray and be God willing, continue to do what I do, and they can learn by my example. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Mel. Can you tell us the first initial of your last name, please? B, Malfi B. Okay, you thank son? you so much, yes. Malfi
17: B. And Monica, take us home. Hey, good morning, Sally. Good morning, everyone. This is Monica T from Florida. Wow, all kinds of stuff here on this page. And here we are in There Is A Solution. And I just wanted to say right off the beginning of the, what we read here, we have recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body. You know, this is proven. These 100 that wrote this book and all the thousands after there have proven this. Um, what do I have to do? And they're going to tell us specifically, precisely what we have to do. And then we go down here and we're they're you know they're summarizing these things that all of us have heard, either from other people or our, like someone else said from ourselves. And they're saying, you know, I I could tell you about some little kid that said something to me 45 years ago that I still remember. You know, there's a nice little resentment. We remember these things. But the next paragraph. Now, these are commonplace observations on drinkers, which we hear all the time. Back of them is a world of ignorance. I looked up ignorance. What is it? It is a lack of knowledge and misunderstanding. We see that these expressions refer to people whose reactions are very different from us. You know, they don't have the problem. They have no idea what it is we experience. They will never be able to understand. I didn't understand. But there's no way they're normal eaters. Most of these ex- these expressions over here are coming from normal eaters, so you know I think the big book here is starting to ha- try to get me to have a little compassion and a little understanding. You know I've got a lack of of knowledge too, some ignorance too. You know have a little love and tolerance for these people because they don't have a clue and they never will have. And then going back to what do I have to do up there in the top? what do i have to do i have to not think not feel not know but do this is an action program you know how's all, how's your way worked for you monica you know all my thinking and trying to figure things out it didn't and they're going to tell us precisely specifically means precisely what we need to do and thank you god I did what they said. Followed the steps. Get a spiritual awakening. Thank you, God. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Monica. Thank you to everyone who has shared, and I would like to invite you to please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following our closing. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer, and I will ask Deb W., to please read A Vision for You, beginning with our book is meant to be suggestive only.
18: Thank you, Sally. This is Deb W. Recovered in Oklahoma. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick.